Rob Murphy in their absence. Also want to acknowledge the men's choreo for an excellent job. Dr. Taylor for leading us, Brother Keith. To all of you, the deacons and members for being here this morning. This morning we shall attempt to preach on the from the gospel according to John chapter 5. Just two verses if you find it. Will you mind standing to your feet as we read it? I encourage you to go home and read it for yourself. It's a familiar story. Many of us have read it before. Some of us even know it by heart. But I encourage you to go home and read it. Verses 7 to 9. The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one or no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus said unto him, Arise, take up thy bed, and walk. And straight away the man was made whole, and took up his bed and walked. Now it was the Sabbath on that day. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Just for a little while, I want to look at just verses 5 and 5 to 7 to 9. If I may, I want to talk on the topic, a bridge over troubled waters. In order to understand this text, you have to read it from the beginning. You have to see what's going on in this text. John begins the text by telling us that Jesus finds himself in Bethesda. Jesus had gone to this place because a feast of the festival was being held. John tells us that at the pool of Bethesda, by the way, Bethesda means house of mercy house of mercy. So John tells the story about this place at the pool of Salaam. John said there were many, many people who gathered at the pool waiting for the water to be stirred. As I was standing for this day, I, I realized certain things in the text 
that I wanted to bring to your attention. One of the things that interested me as I was reading the text, the Bible said there, were, there was at the pool a man that was sick for 38 years. 38 years. Can you imagine being sick or having a problem for 38 years? I don't know about you, but I, that would drive me crazy. 38 years. This man kept going to the pool with an anticipation of something happening. Something happening to him or for him. The Bible says that he kept going every year, every year he went. Because he was anticipating his healing. He was anticipating that something would happen at the pool for him. Another thing that caught my, my, my attention in, in, the, in the text was this man was not looking for Jesus. If you go back to the text and read the text, he, he is not looking for Jesus. Many times in, in the miracle that Jesus performed while he was on earth, people sought him out. You remember the woman with the issue of blood? The Bible says she made her way. She said to herself, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. So despite of what was happening in the crowd, the Bible says she pressed her way to get to Jesus. But we found a, a fellow in this text who had been sick for 38 years. Not looking for Jesus. He's not looking for Jesus. He's not looking for Jesus. John, the writer, says that this man is laying at the pool and Jesus comes to this man. And Jesus posed a question to him. Do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be made whole? What, 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 what caught my attention was Jesus asked him, do you want to be made whole? And the first thing that came out of his mouth was an excuse. Jesus, knowing that Jesus is all-knowing, all-powerful, knowing that this man had been laying at the pool for 38 years, Jesus gets to him and said, do you want to be made whole? If it was me, I would say, you see, I'm sick. Why are you asking me this question? I think to me, it might be a, a dumb question. You know I'm trying to get whole. Then you're asking me, what, uh, do I want to be made whole? But Jesus says, do you want to be made whole? Because Jesus anticipated for him to give a positive response. Because this man had been coming every, every year, year in and year out, looking for something for his healing. Now he has a great opportunity to meet the healer and the healer asks him do you want to be made whole the first thing that comes out of his mouth is an excuse just like some of us just like some of us we come up with excuses why we can do or why the reason we can do this because of this other thing because something is happening 
But Jesus said to him, do you want to be made whole? One scholar suggests that the question or the answer posed by this man was that he was helpless, hopeless, poor, and friendless. This man, if you go back to the text, the text says, when Jesus asked him, do you want to be made whole? He said, I have no one to put me into the pool. No one to put me into the pool. Many times we focus on our inabilities rather than our strength. Many times we look at what we cannot do rather than what we can do. This man tend to focus on his inability. There are a whole lot of critical questions that I, I can ask in the text. Who brought him to the pool? How did he get to the pool? Because he said, I have no one to put me into the pool. I can raise questions like, how, you, how, you, how did you get here? Someone, because if the Bible tells us that this man was lame, then someone must have brought him. Someone must have brought him every year to the pool. Every year. Every year to the pool. Many people at the pool, the Bible said there were many who were sick at the pool of Bethesda, found themselves in various conditions that they did not want to be in. Some of us find ourselves in conditions we don't want to be in. I'm told by a philosopher that in life, there are three conditions that one can find themselves in. The first one is you are in a situation. The second one is you are headed to a situation. And the third one is you are coming out of your situation. The Bible said that this man found himself in a situation where he was lame. He stood in need of healing. He's been sick and been coming to the pool for 38 years. 38 years. Someone needs to know that it doesn't matter what your situation is. Jesus is going to find you out. Find you out. The good news is Jesus is that bridge over troubled waters. He's that bridge over troubled waters. Jesus tells the man, pick up your bed. Rise up and walk. This man that had been sick, anticipating for the water to be stirred, every year as he came, anticipating that there would have been a healing at this time in his life, the Savior shows up and he comes up with an excuse. With an excuse. This man is like many of us who find ourselves in a situation that is very uncomfortable, unwanted, unfavorable. Like some of us are. You are in a bad situation when you have friends that talk about you rather than talk to you. You are in a bad situation when you find more bills than money can pay. 
You are in a bad situation when you prioritize other activities that you do for church and Bible study. This man, like us, like us all, were waiting on an angel to come once a year to stir the water for his healing. But this time, instead of waiting for the water to be stirred, Jesus, who is that bridge that leans over troubled water, and the living water was right before his eyes, offering him a healing. When your back is against the wall and you have no one to turn to, remember that Jesus is that bridge that, that leans over troubled waters. When you are in a situation that seems unbearable, remember that Jesus is the bridge that leans over troubled water. There are three things that I want to lift up from the text, and I will take my seat. The first one is stop blaming others for your failures. Stop blaming others for your failures. The Bible tells us that when Jesus approached this man and, and asked him, do you want to be made whole? The first thing that came out of his mouth was, I have no one to put me into the water. No one to put me into the water when the water is stirred so that I can get my healing. He's blaming other people for helping him to the water. Like I said, there are many questions I could, I could raise from this text. How in the world did you make it to the pool? Who brought you to the pool for you to be looking up to others to put you into the pool? Where is your own initiative to help yourself get into the water? Stop blaming others for your failure. A lot of us, instead of taking responsibility for things that we've done, we rather shift the blame to other people. We rather shift the blame. You remember Adam? The Bible tells us that when God came in the cool of the day, call out to Adam, say, Adam, Adam, where are you? He said, I hid myself from you because I know that I was naked. And God said, who told you you were naked? The first thing when God said, did you eat of the fruit that I told you not to eat of? What did Adam do? The woman you gave me Give to me and I ate. Shifting blame. Shifting blame. A lot of us don't want to take responsibility for things that we've done. As believers, the first, the first step to repentance is accepting that you've erred, that you've made mistakes and you want God to forgive you. Because if you keep shifting the blame, then you have not accepted that you've done wrong. This man did not think that he needed to take responsibility for his life. He's, he thought others needed to take responsibility for his life. A lot of us don't want to take responsibility. Especially young people. Don't want to take responsibility for their lives. They want to blame people for not helping them. But sometimes you have to take responsibility. Take responsibility for what's, go, what's going to happen in your life. Take responsibility. 
Stop blaming others for your failures instead of accepting your responsibility and asking God for, for, for forgiveness. This man never needed the water at the pool no longer because Jesus, who is the healer, the great physician, was standing right before him. So he did not need the water, but he did not recognize who Jesus was. He was stay focusing on getting into the water, but yet making an excuse of what he cannot do. A lot of people, all of us sitting here have been gifted with gifts and talents that we can use to uplift the kingdom of God. But many of us don't want to use our gift. We blame others for not showing up so we can't use our gifts. Stop blaming others for your failure. Not only do we need to stop blaming others, but stop living in the past. Jesus asked him, said, do you want to be made whole? He said, I have no one to put me in the water. Right? Then he tells Jesus, whenever I get ready to go into the water, someone step in before me. He said, someone always beat him to, to the water. Does that sound familiar to us? Many times Christians live in the past and not wanting to take authority over things that are hindering us from, making, from moving forward. Many of us live in the past. We give the devil too much credit. Too much credit. Oh, the devil made me do that. The Bible tells us that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If you have the Holy Ghost and the, the power of God in you, you are greater than the devil. But many of us don't want to take responsibility of our lives. The Bible said, call those things that be not as though they already are. So as believers, we have the power of God to call things into existence. But we give the devil so much credit. Oh, the devil made me do that. Because why? We love sin so much. It's easy to slip back into old habits and just blame it on the devil. Yeah, he made me do that. He made me do that. But Paul tells us in Philippians 3, verses 10, he said, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forward for the price of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. In order to make progress, you got to forget about the things. That's why it's called the past. It's gone. It's over. Move on. This man was still living in the past. Jesus appeared unto him and said, do you want to be made whole? And he comes away. I have no one to put me in the water. Whenever I try to get there, someone else beat me to the race. And Jesus is saying to him, do you know that I'm the bread of life? Do you know that I'm, I'm, I'm the one that can give you living waters? A lot of time, believers live in the past. Don't want to take authority. We have, you know how many power we have as believers? That we can torment the devil? 
that if you are sick, you can lay hands on yourself and pray, and the power of God can heal you instead of getting everybody to come and pray for you. All of us have the same chance before God. It's just a, the matter of leadership. Certain people have to be in leadership. But you have equal opportunity before God like Pastor Murphy does. You can lay hand on yourself and pray for yourself. But because you don't want to accept responsibility, you don't want to exercise your authority over the devil, you allow the devil to beat you up so bad that you yourself begin to play the pity party game. We have authority. Jesus said all power has been given unto us. As believers, we got to exercise that power. That power to, to crush the kingdom of darkness. We've been called to trample on our feet serpents. But some of us don't even have power to kill a dead fly. The fly is already dead. You can't even kill it again. Living in the past hinder us from experiencing all that God has for us as Christians. Start living your best life now. Now. You can live your best life. I always like to tell people, I'm not waiting to get to heaven. If God promised me eternal life, that eternal life has to start right now. If I cannot have eternal life here right now, what makes me think I'm going to have it over there? It has to start now. It has to start now. You see, this man did not realize who he was talking to. He did not realize who he was talking to. He was talking to the king of kings, the lord of lords, the one who has power to raise the dead. That's the person he was talking to. But he was stuck in the past. He was stuck on excuses. A lot of us make excuses in the church. Make excuses. Oh, I can come to choir rehearsal because I, I have to work late. You know, one thing I know about people is that if they want to do something, I always tell my client, if you want to do it, you make a way. If you don't want to do it, you come up with excuses. If we want to come to choir rehearsal, or we want to come to Bible study, you will make a way to come to Bible study. But because it is not a priority, so we put it on the back burner. We put it on the back burner. Not only was this man blaming others for what he cannot do, not only was he living in the past, but he thought he needed the water for his healing. He thought he needed that water for his healing. This man failed to, to realize that what he really needed was, was Jesus and not the water. He, he failed to realize that the one who was talking to him was that bridge over that troubled water 
who have to, he had to, he, he needed to understand that Jesus is the rock in the way we land. He needed to understand that Jesus was or is his lawyer in the courtroom. He needed to understand that Jesus is that doctor who can heal his body. The Bible tells us that Jesus told him, pick up your bed. Pick up your bed. And I, I, like, I like John because John said immediately the man picked up his bed and he was made whole. You see, you see the, the, the power and the authority that we have? The Bible said we have so much power and authority that we can speak into existence things to happen. I want to challenge you to begin to speak into existence things over your life. Begin to speak into existence. Say, I am a, I am a child of God and not the child of the devil. I be, I'm the head and not the tail. I am the lender and not the borrower. But a lot of times we don't exercise authority. We need to exercise our authority, our believer. We need to begin to speak those things. You have a boss that is crazy, you need to go in there and start speaking the word of God. Speak in the name of Jesus that this boss is not going to torment me no more. I speak in the name of Jesus. I take authority over the things of my life. I, 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 I claim my blessing in the name of Jesus. Stop deferring your authority to the devil. All he does is sit and enjoy, have good time. Because we failed to take authority. This man failed to take authority over his life. Can you imagine 38 years of your life? Every day you go in there anticipating to be made whole. You're not making no effort to get in the water. It's good to come to church. Don't get me wrong. And I, I love to hear people say, I've been part of this church for 45 years. Great. In 45 years, what have you done? In 45 years, what have you done? Have you tuned down the, 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 the kingdom of the devil? Have you, have, you, have you uprooted the kingdom of the devil? Have you assisted in, 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 in building up God's kingdom? Have you gone out in the byways and the highways of life and tell people about Jesus? It's good to have your membership 45 years. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. But what work have you done in 45 years? We are going to be judged as believers by the works we do. We're not going to be judged anymore because we know Christ as our Lord and Savior. So he's going to judge us according to our works. Jesus said, I must work the work of him that sent me while it is there. Because when night cometh, no man can work. And each of us have a, day, a night that is going to come 
when we cannot work no more. So we, we ought to be working. We ought to stop making excuses. We ought to stop blaming others for what we can do on our own. So even as we celebrate the end of African American month, it is a challenge to us to start to use our abilities rather than what we can do. Let us not stop, let us stop making excuses. Let us use the opportunity we have. The opportunity we have. You know how many, how many black people got wealth in this country that can create wealth for other people? I personally seek out black businesses that I can spend my money to. At least I know I'm doing something to help another black business than rather taking your money to somewhere that you're not going to get anything in return or they're going to use it and make more profit and give you just pennies off of the dollar. This man found himself in a horrible condition. But he was willing, he's willing to come year in and year out. It takes a lot of faith and effort to go year in and year out with an anticipation. So even though he came up with an excuse, but he, he had some level of faith that told him that one day he was going to be made whole. And so when, when he encountered Jesus, Jesus told him, Take up your bed. Rise up, take up your bed, and be made whole. This morning, I want to let you know that it doesn't matter what your condition is. There is a man called Jesus who is a bridge over troubled water. When your back is against the wall, he is that bridge that can link you over the troubled waters. When all else has given up in your life, try Jesus. The songwriter said, I try him. I try him in my trouble. He's all right. I try him when I was down. He's all right. I try him when everything else failed. He's all right. The hymn writer said, upon, upon this rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Christ, the solid rock. I stand. I want to encourage you to know that Jesus is that bridge that is going to link you over troubled waters. No matter how tough the going gets, no matter what the circumstances in your life, no matter what the condition in your life, he's calling, he's calling out to you and saying that I am the bread of life. I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. In Matthew 11 and 28, he said, Come unto me, all ye that are labored and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So this morning, God is calling. Will you hear? Let us stand to our feet.